sleep down on my floor. I have, uh, I forgot to sleep the last time, and I don't really have to sleep on this floor, because I, we all know, we can see if you have the video, my face and my head, uh, a lot of hair on the floor, and then a little hairball went past, and I legit thought it might have been a mouse. So I was like, oh, that's just my hair blown in there. It's just like a, t- it's just a tumbleweed just going down the it's floor. It's just a tumbleweed just I've been watching, so last week, Amber and I ended up binge-watching Kitchen Nightmares. It's crazy. We were on vacation, and we pretty much did exactly what we do in Chicago, just with better weather, which was sit on the couch and watch Kitchen Nightmares. I I am, I am, think I became a germaphobe this week. I think this is the week it finally happened, where I just, like, just watching all the Kitchen Nightmares, I just, ugh, fucking, cr- I just, I came home and I started cleaning my fucking kitchen. Like, See, that's why, like, I don't watch shows like Hoarders and shit. It's just like, oh no, I don't need this like disgust. I don't need a new phobia and more depression. Like, calm down. Much. Too much. I sort of in the same vein, a little bit different, but I really love like I don't love them in the sense that like I don't go out of my way to watch them. But Lauren watches like Top Chef or Master Chef or whatever the fuck that show is. Top Chef is that right? Uh, t- different show. Different show. Master Chef is one, and then the other one, yeah, Master Chef is the big one. And the Top also- Chef is like the one where there's all the people. And it's the whole thing. She's about, she's like really into like the middle seasons right now from like the early two thousands and the amount of or like late two thousands and like the amount of bootcut jeans is just like simply not. <laughs> um, but also like oh like okay number one like chefs even like executive chefs at like high tier restaurants are like just kind of trashy ass people number one. Um, True. Number two. Uh, Dude, I, they need to up the stakes in these games, these these shows. Like Chopped, I love Chopped, but Chopped would be way better if you got Chopped, they cut your hands off, and you. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like this is. <laughs> You've been Chopped, literally. Oh my god, yeah. that's terrible. Um, but think about like, it. I mean, like, it would it would stakes. guarantee that only chefs are chefs exactly. some people are going to get really good at like chopping with one hand like oh no no you lose both hands. Both, both hands both hands both, both hands, hands. Oh, yeah both hands. oh yeah then yeah the best of the best Congolese warlord when they don't when you don't get enough rubber oh my god wow it's a, what a what a twist what a unique twist to the show chopped it yeah. would be incredible <laughs> if that guy was like i'm sorry You've been chopped. And just fucking ah, down on it. Just hacks her goddamn hand. Wow. Like, you have the meat cleaver like stuck in like the wall. Sure. Next to him, yeah. Prop for chopped. And like if he just reached in there and yanked that fucking thing out and just, <laughs> bam! Oh my god, dude. No, in hands. front of the other contestants. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You got to instill fear in them. Very calmly just go, let's look at the next ingredient. <laughs> yes. All right, chefs. Oh. Wow. All right, chefs. Be great. Incredible. Well, welcome back, y'all. This is episode 117 of NBA. Today's going to be a little bit more of a somber episode. Yeah. This is not really necessarily a celebratory episode necessarily. Um, I'm your host, Jay Kilas, my brother uh, in LA. Please introduce yourself, sir. Uh, I'm Nikki Kilas, a.k.a. Kobe beef. There it is. And uh, together in this city, my my white brother, my white chocolate. Uh, introduce yourself, sir. 
Hey, thank you, my Puerto Rican Pooh Bear. Oh, God. I didn't want you to do it, but you did it. I'll do it today. Oh, Called me your white brother, so I had to come back with something. Uh, hey, it's your boy, Tad. Uh, feeling good. I'm feeling lean. I've been on this like pretty strict diet this week and uh, been uh, getting up at five every day, going to the gym. Uh, just ate a 26-gram protein veggie burger before we hopped on here, so I'm feeling good. Look at that. Uh, so fancy. My AKA today is Chuck Person, who is a real player. It's true. That's just his name. But Chuck Person was like sort of the guy, bef- like he was like a volume shooter and like what a perfect name. Chuck Person. Yeah. The guy that <laughs> Chuck. Chuck Person. That's actually, so, yeah. He's appropriate name. Oh, appropriate name. Chuck Person. Also, shout out Vernon Maxwell for making fun of all those kids in Utah. Um, like, Donovan quick. Mitchell went at him. I saw that, and it wasn't undeserved. But Not like, it's like if you're coming, if you're coming there to teach these kids, and like they stink, like it's your job to make them better. Yeah. Low key though, Vernon Maxwell in like NBA two K twelve or thirteen. Uh, that was like the first year they did like my team, and I used to just fucking whack with Vernon Maxwell. He's like a seventy-seven overall, but like eighty-nine from three. Just couldn't miss. And he has like an easy jumper in that game. Vernon Maxwell played. I thought Vernon Maxwell played for the '95 Rockets. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And what what year was this? I mean, no, no, no. with twelve or with thirteen, because you could have like the old players. You get like uh, okay, I got you. Players with old, yeah, with different ratings. Oh, I understand. That no, was I the year where they did like the the they had like <clears throat> that was the year uh, that well, Kobe, I believe it was, or LeBron said that they could beat the Dream Team. And then NBA 2K made have put both teams in the game, and you could play as either one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. win as the dream team. That makes sense. And I that used to sense. play as the dream team and just murder people with Christian Leitner. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, when, literally, Michael Jordan wouldn't shoot the ball. Like, it was like, pick and pop, Christian Leitner. Pick and roll, Christian Leitner. Back to the basket, Christian Leitner. <laughs> just destroy him. Killing the was game. That- Killing game. Was that was he still in college then? Was he like the college kid they let in, or was he uh, in the NBA? Right I, yeah, I think it was. It was like right after he was finished, like pre-draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing. Yeah, like right after you, you're when you go. Like I'm gonna go to the draft. They're they like, did. This, they the did the same thing with. Uh, they did the same thing with Anthony Davis when he got Anthony drafted. Davis. Yeah. I think he was yeah, a part. They've of the done it. They've done it a few with a like, few people. I mean, like okay, Anthony Davis is a little different because, like, in today's day and age, like. You know, guys are they skews younger and younger, and like some of those guys on the team were probably around his age. Like, fucking Christian Leitner was on that team with like just bona fide That's stars true. who are like thirty years old and That's true. all future yeah. Hall of Famers, and like he's like a twenty-two year old kid. <laughs> like, yeah, and and not only that, but like he was. Uh, he was. They picked him over Shaq. Yeah, that's still crazy to me. Yeah, he abused. They played a game that season against each other, and he abused Shaq in that. That's game, true. That's which true. is wild to think about. Because, that thirty. That thirty for yeah. thirty is phenomenal. By the way, that Christian. Oh movie, yeah, so good. The, a really Very good one good. is the. There's a an NBA TV. They did this. Is, <clears> I was still in college. I think it was like my senior year of college. They had a thing for those Duke teams. Um, and it was fascinating. It was really yeah. good. I agree. I agree, y'all. Well, let's go ahead and get this podcast started. Um, as any listener who pays attention to the NBA uh, the NBA knows, um, this past weekend, uh, we sadly lost Kobe Bryant, uh, among others. Uh, he was one of nine. Um, 
as many know, he was on the flight with his young daughter, Gigi, who was 13, uh, as well as with another coach um, and uh, another set of parents and their daughter. Uh, I think three young ladies in, in total and then uh, uh, nine, nine, including the pilot, uh, were lost in this very tragic, tragic accident. Um, and today we wanted to start the episode off by just uh, remembering Kobe, reacting to the unfortunate um, circumstances, um, and just talking about Kobe a little bit, what we remember about him, what we'll always remember about him, you know, what he meant to us as an NBA player. Um, Tad, I'll let you get started. I know you had a lot of, uh, a lot of opinions when, uh, when all this went down and we, we were able to kind of connect on things. Yeah. I mean, um, when, uh, like I was, I was driving actually, um, Lauren and I were out like running errands and, um, like, I just saw that you guys were like blowing me up. And so like, I got to a stoplight and I saw, and I like, was like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really know how I reacted, but like I Googled Kobe Bryant immediately and I didn't see anything. So I was like, okay, maybe this is like some dumb hoax. Like that shit happens all the time. I said something to Lauren. She immediately hops on Twitter while I'm driving. Um, and then it was like, you know, sort of like, it was like kind of half confirmed at that point. Like, and then, and then Nikki, you sort of texted us and we're like confirmed. Um, I damn near had to make Lauren drive the car. Um, like I don't know, just like really shocking, frankly. Um, yeah. It's still like I don't know. It's it's been four days. Um, yeah. And it still just hasn't sat right with me. Right. Uh, I sometimes tear up randomly when I think about it. Um, I had to stay off Instagram for a little while. Yeah. Um, which is yeah. and it's it's sort of this weird thing. Um. This is a person I don't know. Right. The person I've never met in my life. This is a, a person who like, I don't have a lot in common with Kobe Bryant. And I, I don't know. The whole thing just sort of shook me to my yeah. core. And I saw a tweet that was like something that was basically like when, you know, bad things happen every day, but when someone like Kobe Bryant, who's larger than life and like omnipresent and, you know, all these things uh, dies, like it, it really puts into perspective how fragile things are. And I, I think the big thing that really shook me was, um, the nature of it really like just that uh, the thought the thought of him being in the helicopter and like knowing there was like nothing they could do and like probably holding his little girl like you know trying to comfort her knowing that like that we're like going to die um, or maybe they I mean I, I you know there's not obviously all the details maybe hopefully they just crashed into the side of the mountain and it was kind of all over um but it just sucks because he was such a huge influence on my like NBA fandom as a kid, you know, there was always Allen Iverson or Kobe Bryant. And then it was Tracy McGrady or Kobe Bryant. And then, you know, it's been this, this whole thing. And then like, you know, he was such a huge part of the game. And, and then when he retired, like he was still very involved, like still very much in the public spotlight. And you were like, God, this guy is such a great ambassador for the game. He's going to do so much. Um, so many younger players respect him. And, uh, it's uh, it's just really sad. It's just really unfortunate. And it's just, I don't know. Like, I don't, it's been unpleasant. So I don't really have anything else to say. Yeah. I mean that I, and to your point, like <clears throat> that shit fucked me up way more than I thought it was going to fuck me up. Like I, Amber and I were getting ready for the day. It was like, I don't know, nine thirty in, in Cali. 
um, and her brother actually texted her, who's not not an NBA fan, but it, you know lives in LA. Um, and he texted her the story from TMZ, and like you, it's just like, all right, TMZ, like. I don't know. I, I, I don't know that I would necessarily qualify them as a trustworthy news source. So let's wait this thing out. Who fucking knows? Like they tried to kill off fucking Lil Wayne like four times. So I'm just, I'm hoping for one of those situations. Cause to your point, like I, I had a very complicated relationship with Kobe as like an NBA fan. I did. I mean, even, even now, man, like I was talking about him today at work and I'm, you know, I'm a Chicago guy. I'm a Jordan guy. You know, I hate the Lakers. There's all these things uh, as an NBA fan where I I never vibe with Kobe. I have a lot of friends who are like Kobe stands uh, uh, and, and supported him from day one, all about the mama mentality. I just never really vibed with Kobe as, as an NBA player. And honestly, like as a dude, like I just, I don't know. There was something about him that was like, I was listening to Ramona Shelburne today on the low post and she was explaining how like, he was very calculated. Um, everything that he did was precise and pre-planned and, and incredibly calculated. And I think it was part of that about him that made me like him less than other NBA players. Um, like I, in, she had made an example of like his, uh, his speech after his last game where he like said, you know, Mamba out and then puts the, the mic on the floor and then walks away in the moment. It seems like this, like, kind of corny but like kind of sort of cool thing that he said when in reality he had made like 20,000 t-shirts that said Mamba out and put them on his store as soon as the game was over like that's the type of guy he was you know what I mean and that's not to say he was a good guy or a bad guy um it's just like I never vibed with Kobe as a dude and I was I didn't I would never have considered myself a Kobe guy that being said I say all that to just I guess put some context around like I was completely shook just like tad i mean we we stayed in the in the airbnb for two to three hours just like sitting with with the emotions and because of the way that it was reported it was just such an emotional roller coaster you know i i was very emotional when i found out about kobe and then when the reports came out that all four of his daughters were with him I immediately started crying because that to me was just like the, the loss of any life is tragic. The loss of, 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 of the lives of children is just, is, is so difficult to take. So in that moment, just like dealing with the, the emotions of like thinking about his wife and his family and like, and to your point, like thinking about him in that moment with his daughters, knowing very well that the chances of them making out of that helicopter were slim to none um, it just really took over and it was just like seeing the outpouring on social and everybody's reactions. And even like, um, you know, the, the first game of the day when the Rockets are playing and you see Tyson Chandler and Austin rivers and PJ Tucker, just like, you know, on the sidelines or, or, or listening to the, the national anthem. And it just like in, in, in tears, um, it was, it was insane. I mean, the, 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 gr- the gravity of which, Kobe has on today's NBA is even more clear than it's ever been. I mean, we all kind of knew and it was kind of understood across the NBA that like the the current players in the NBA, Kobe was their MJ. Like he was their MJ. He was the guy that everybody looked up to. They all aspired to be him. You know, Kyrie Irving was like a staunch, 
you know, uh, Kobe guy, Jason Tatum worked out with him in the off season to work on his, you know, back to the basket game and his mid range. And like, there was all these guys that were so drastically influenced by his game, Paul George, Kawhi, LeBron, all these guys. Um, and you see it. And the, the thing that was the most interesting to me, somebody, somebody, I forget who it was that said this, but you know, um, before Kobe passed away this past weekend, only two MVPs in NBA history had passed away. Moses Malone and Will Chamberlain. Everyone else is still alive. Everyone. The greats are all still alive. Um, and to see Kobe, who was not only just young, but was this guy that was – he his his entire being his his entire persona was about being this like unbreakable man right this guy who can tear his achilles and just say fuck it i'm gonna knock down the free throw we'll worry about that later playing with a broken finger you know playing with multiple injuries you know playing with lack of sleep when he's flying back and forth in that 2008 season from you know denver back to his games back to denver to court shit like he was just a guy who just 2004 Sure. Okay. So, but like, just, he was, a, this is a guy who just, who oozed um, just toughness and, and this, this Mamba mentality that he ended up kind of coining as a phrase. Uh, and to see this guy who, to Tad's point in, in the public eye is just like untouchable and unbreakable and like the epitome of toughness. Um, it just, it, it shook me. It just, it shook me. You know, I text my parents. I called a couple people. I was just like, it's a really, really weird, just a weird day. And it's, it continues to be. I'm listening to podcasts today and you're just like, nobody even knows what to say. Like, you don't even really know how to continue the conversation. Nikki, I, I'm, we haven't really talked about it too much, but like, you're, you're in LA. Like, what's it been like? Fucking, it's been bleak. I'm going to say it. It legitimately does not feel like it's the same city right now. Yeah. Um, when you texted me, I, this is going to be like, it happened with Michael, it happened with Prince, uh, and it, it happens all the time, people, where when you find out, you remember where you were. I was I was in the fucking Blu-ray section of a Target. You sent me that text that he, he died, and my eyes just widened, and I started looking up. Bob's on the phone, he turns, and he goes, who died and i was like or no he didn't say who died he said what did someone die and i was like yeah and he was just like oh shit who died and i said kobe and then someone right like on the next aisle over just goes oh my god is kobe bryant dead and then like you could see people like their faces, you legitimately could see like people on the phone and be like, wait, what? Or like someone's like just texting. And like, I fucking, I have saw a bunch of men that literally probably know every day of their life will cry, crying in the streets. I believe it. I really do. Bob and I had, Bob and I had like legitimate plans. We were supposed to be doing all day. We canceled. We just said, no, everyone canceled. Nothing happened. Everyone just went home the next day at work. I saw like half the amount of people I usually saw. Nobody went out. Nobody did anything. Yeah. It didn't make sense. Cause like what you said, he, he was larger than life. This is that type of celebrity that like, when, when they go that you just go like, Oh, that's right. Yeah. Life is short. He was 41. Yeah. The big thing about Kobe now is 
Kobe had a, had a future. Yeah. He won, yeah. He won a fucking Oscar. Yeah. He had four kids, the oldest of which was 13. Like 17. He's got a, There's one daughter. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. The 17 year old. I forgot about her. But still, like, insane. And when I was, we were in the car driving back home when the news came out that Gigi had also died. When Kobe died, I was like, hey, if you need to cry, it's totally fine. I was like, no, I was like, if I'm going to cry, it's going to come out. But I usually cry for like happy moments. I, I tear up real quickly for happy moments. And then he was like, oh, okay. And then, oh, this is a good point. Every single radio station talking about Kobe. Oh, yeah. Nobody was playing music. No yeah. news was happening. Everything yeah. stopped. All of the buses, literally <clears throat> since Sunday, just say RIP Kobe. They don't say where they're going. Yeah. They don't say what kind of bus it is. Just RIP Kobe on the front. Yeah. I, and when they said Gigi died, I was in the car and I said, I literally said out loud, I was like, oh, fuck, here they come. And Bob was like, what? And boom, my whole face was red. I was crying. Yeah. I was done. I'm about to tear up again now. Like, that's. Just to, cause like, life is short. Like, yeah, uh, you can we can live up to a hundred now, and a hundred years sounds long as fuck, but the world is billions of years old. We not we're not nothing on this fucking thing. It's just in the blink of an eye, it's done. And it's shit like that that I'm. It it makes you want to push. And have that legit mamba mentality, like the motherfucker said, and just keep working. I, I, I just like he was so young, man, and it's so fucked up. It just makes you. It just I don't want to do anything else anymore in my life if it's not for that goal that I set, like when I was like fourteen. Right. And, <clears throat> Every once in a while, definitely fucking slack off on it. I work my ass off, but I get tired. And now I'm just like, no, keep pushing. Because you never know, man. Shit could be gone in a second. I got hit by three cars when I moved out here in six months. I could have died three times already out here. It's over in a flash. Yeah, man. You got to fucking do what you want to do. Do what makes you happy. Do what, what makes your life full of joy because you don't know when it's going to go away um yeah um well shit um i'm so sorry no, i got no no and that's what hit, that's literally what hit me man it was just like yeah he did he he played dude he's been in our lives for what like 25 years <clears throat> 25 years i was a, I was i don't remember how old i do not remember how old i was it's it's a lot like you ever have like a movie where they're like oh it was the first time you saw that movie you're like I don't know it's always been a part of my life I can't remember right. that yeah yeah that's what crumbling up a piece of paper and shouting Kobe is to me right I do not remember a time that I did not do that right I I mean I don't really remember much of my own basketball fandom yeah prior to Kobe I mean prior I really, Kobe I was, prior to, yeah. I was five when Kobe came in the league yeah yeah you know I mean um. Yeah, I mean, I, a couple things like Jay, like I actually agree with you on like the complicated. I had sort of a complicated fandom. I was gonna say relationship with Kobe, yeah. <laughs> but but you know, but you know what I mean. Like I had a complicated like sort of fandom towards Kobe when I was younger. My dad hated him. My dad was one of those like 
no basketball association guys. <laughs> they don't play defense, you know, right. just a bunch of guys jacking shots. Sure, sure. Larry Bird and Kevin McHale and Dennis Johnson and Robert Parrish, the Celtics. That was a real basketball. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, that was that was always kind of his thing. And he hated Kobe Bryant. He was like, he's selfish, he's arrogant. Like the thing is, like Kobe was really never like a super arrogant basketball player. Like it was just like he was like, I'll outwork you. Or, I'll, I'm better than you, and if I'm not better than you, then I'll outwork you till I am better than you, and I'll do yeah. that to every single guy. Like he wanted to crush every single person that, that he stepped on the floor against. And um, I think like so when I was younger, up until like towards the end of my high school career, like I was never like I I, I kind of had this like weird. I was like, eh, yeah, like I, I sort of adopted that same mentality. Kobe's selfish. Kobe's this. Blah blah whatever. Um, and then like, you know, towards the end of high school, like I started to like, you know, really appreciate his game a lot more. Um, obviously Orlando was pretty good at the time and they were like kind of battling. They would like, you know, their games against the Lakers were always super competitive. Um, they played each other in the finals in 2009. That was, uh, just, uh, that was, that was right before my freshman year of college. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, but like I, I just really can't. Like my cousin is a Lakers fan, pretty much strictly because of Kobe. Right. Despite the fact that we're from Iowa, and so like I watched <laughs> a lot of Lakers games with him, and uh, I watched a lot of Kobe, and I I just really started to like develop this like I really loved Kobe Bryant, the basketball player, despite like disliking him for a, a long time and probably a, a larger portion of his career than um, I liked him for. Um, but he was like there was just something like he was just. You know, like, I always give, like, I talk shit about LeBron because, like, I don't feel like LeBron is, like, authentic. And Kobe was always authentic and, like, raw and just sort of Kobe Bryant. And there was something that was just, like, I don't even know the word. Like, I don't, I don't it's not inspiring, but it was, it was just something, like, it was, like, the realness of Kobe Bryant was, uh, was, it was, it was, a, <laughs> it was a sight to behold, right? Like, this guy is just, he's so good and he plays with this, this swagger, but, the, like, it's not arrogance. Because yeah. he is that good. Yeah. And, you know, to Nikki's point as well, like, yeah, you know what? Like, I've been kind of been like, ah, I'm going to get up early and start going to the gym and stuff. And, like, honestly, the Kobe death, like, this is cheesy. But, like, I've been like, fuck yeah. Like, I am not the best version of myself that I can be. Like, I can work harder. I can get up. the Like, this morning, I had a work meeting at 530 in the morning this morning. I got up at 5. I did the meeting. I put on my gym clothes and was like, nah, maybe I'll just bum around here for a little bit and I'll go to the gym in the middle of the day. And I was like, no, 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 fuck that. I'm going to go right now. And I went this morning and then I went to work and it was, it was fine. But it was like those little things. It was like, and that, that it's weird that like a celebrity death or like someone that you didn't know, like a death impacts you in that way. Like, um, you know, like, fucking today there was cake at work and i was like i should eat this. and i was like no like are you gonna like really betray like all the shit that you've been doing and it's like that it's been so heavily influenced like i literally had a thought the other day that was like would kobe give up like would kobe quit on that no kobe would go into the gym and shoot two thousand more shots right like, yeah it's it's corny yeah. i know that but it's true and it, i i don't know <laughs> it's thing when something like that happens that like impacts you like very like really deeply yeah and it's I, I don't want to say it's embarrassing like that's the wrong word but I, I think some people are like are you fucking serious like that's yeah. fucking weird that like you know it's like that but that's that's what it is and that's yeah. that's how it's impacted me yeah I had a very I had a very similar reaction to this one I, maybe a little bit less intense but I had a very similar reaction to when Anthony Bourdain passed or when Fife Dog from A Tribe Called Quest passed like those were two other ones that like 
really, really like, cause I was never really a Prince guy. Like just, I was always yeah, a Michael no, guy. So I never looked at any the music. first, to your point, like this is the first celebrity guest <laughs> that has ever. Yeah. Like really impacted me. Sure, like, sure. I think, it, been, like, I think it's the the oh. first one that's really impacted me emotionally. But I just like those other two. I like remember where I yeah, was. Yeah, that I def the I had a far more uh I had a far more emotional reaction to to real, Anthony Bourdain's passing. Real quick, I'm sorry. Sidebar, but I, for the Michael Jackson death, I, our grandmother told me, like our little abuelita. I was like, it my my news or my TV show got cut off. I was, I was like watching King of the Hill on Fox, and they switched it over to like, oh, he's been hospitalized. My grandma comes into the room. She's like. Oh, he died. And I was like, no, he's just been hospitalized. And she's like, no, no. She brings me over to the Latin channel. And on the Latin channel, <laughs> oh, he's dead. And I was like, oh, my God. Thanks, Telemundo. Yeah, Telemundo knew it all, man. <laughs> uh, but it was uh, – um, yeah, sorry, you can go back to your No, you're point. fine. You're it fine. just made me think of that real quick. No, the point I was going to make was like – so I, I like Tad. Like, I, I, I came to appreciate Kobe more as I've matured and as I've gotten older because the things that I hated about him – I now as an adult recognize as to Tad's point, like some of the qualities that like I aspire to have, you know, some of the things that like, here's, so this is when I changed my tune on Kobe. So Bill Simmons had Chris Saka on, which for the listeners, if you guys don't know who Chris Saka is, he's uh, an angel investor. He's one of the original investors in Facebook and uh, uh, in Twitter, in Airbnb and in all these different companies that you've heard of, um, he's a genius when it comes to investing in, uh, in, in what in the tech industry we call unicorns, right? These companies that have infinite potential. Anyways, I say that to say Chris Saka, incredibly successful individual in his, in his career, in his craft, right? In his field, he is Kobe. Um, and when Kobe was approaching retirement, uh, one of the things that I've learned about Kobe over the last couple of years is um, he really was a, a renaissance man of sorts. Um, that might be a little overblown, but I, but what I mean by that is like um, I don't I don't think that's overblown. I think that's a pretty. It, it, I, I mean, for point. for a guy for a guy who went to the NBA straight from high school, he spoke seven different languages was incredibly well-read, uh, uh, just incredibly witty and uh, uh, charismatic to some point. I always thought Michael, Michael in, in, in not LeBron necessarily, but I always thought Michael was cooler. But in any case. I, like, think, I think Kobe is more charismatic than Michael. Uh, yeah, sometimes. I think yeah, so. I think so. In yeah. some cases. But anyways, so where I, where I learned to like really respect Kobe was uh, Chris Saka tells a story about how Kobe was approaching retirement and he, he didn't want to be the guy who retired and like didn't have anything else to do after the NBA. And he had been prepping for a long time, but as the years were getting closer, he, as his NBA career was incredibly successful, had a lot of money. Um, and he wanted to look for opportunities to invest that money to really like make his money last even longer than it was already going to last. Anyways, so he calls Chris Saka and tells him that he's interested in getting into venture capital. Um, and a lot of NBA players have done this, but like um, Kobe was one of the first ones and he calls Chris Saka and Chris Saka's like, okay, yeah, another basketball player who's got a lot of money, who wants to invest it, blah, 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 whatever. So he's like, okay, if you're really interested, here are these six portfolios that I've been looking over. I haven't made any decisions yet. I want you to read through them, look through them, call me when you have some feedback. And he said, I went home that night and I got a text at 1130 at night 
Kobe had already read through all six portfolios, had notes on each of the six portfolios and follow-up questions to each of the different portfolios that I was looking at. He's like, we text till probably two in the morning, just, just talking about venture capital. And he's like, and it was in that moment that I realized like, that's why this dude was so good at basketball. And that's why he won an Oscar. And that's why he spoke seven languages. And that's why he was so well-read. And that's why he was one of the greatest NBA players ever and one of the worst teammates ever. Like he was, somebody said it today, like everything, everything good you've ever heard about Kobe and everything bad that you've ever heard about Kobe is exactly why people feel the way that they feel today because he was, he was the human experience, like in a lot of ways, like he was all bad and all good. Like, so many people that knew him and you, I mean, it's obvious just by the outpour, like the, 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 the connection that these people that, that really knew him felt to him and how kind he was and, 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 and grateful and, and giving of his time, uh, especially with children, which is something that came even more, became more, even more obvious uh, as of late with Mamba uh, Academy and all these other things. But anyways, I, I agree with Tad. Like I, I just, as we got older, I grew more and more appreciation for who Kobe was as, as an NBA player and as a man, as just, as just a human. Um, again, I never really vibed with him as a dude. I mean, I, I personally never felt that he was very charismatic. I didn't think he was very funny. Uh, I thought, I, I just, I thought he was very, very calculated. Funny. And for me, that was always very off putting, but I did respect the shit out of, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. His mamba mentality, the mamba mentality. Like I just, I grew to respect it. Um, I really did, man. Let me ask you guys this. Um, two questions: Were you, were you shocked that they played games on the day of his of his passing? Um, and would you have done the same? Okay, so I actually thought a lot about this. So Nikki, if you don't mind me just hopping in here, go for it. Um, so. Everybody was like, cancel the damn games. Like, all the players are upset, blah, blah, whatever. Here's the thing. Logistically speaking, a fucking nightmare. You have stadiums packed full of people. It sucks. I Trust me, I get it. And, you know, people are like, oh, the NBA preaches about mental health and they're not letting their players have, like, you know, like this time to, like, grieve and that sort of thing. And, like, that's a valid argument. And that's totally fair. The problem is, is that you've also got to think about all this other shit. Like, they have to reschedule. Uh, like, okay, like I'm Tad, I'm, uh, you know, a, a, a businessman and like I, you know, travel all the time for work and like I don't get to see my kids a ton and like I'm home and I bought tickets for the Lakers game or, you know, not the Lakers, but like Lakers I just threw out because of Kobe Bryant. Like I, I bought tickets for the, the Rockets game, right? And like, it's like, okay, like let's, you know, I, we're going to go to the game together and it's great. And then like the game gets canceled and they reschedule it and it's like, well, fuck, I got a business trip like that week. Like, that's a, obviously like a, probably an out, you know, like an outlier of a case, but like, those are the things that people don't think about. Yeah. Isn't it like there, there's a lot that goes into this stuff. And, and like, if, if, you know, like they canceled like the Lakers Clippers game, obviously. And like, I think there's some opportunity, like, you know, they could have maybe canceled some games the following day or the, the next couple over the next yeah. couple of days, whatever that may be. But at the same time, like the teams also let some players like sit out, like Chris Paul didn't play Kyrie Irving didn't play. Um, and I mean, I've seen people making this point left and right on Twitter, and I think it holds a lot of weight. Like, do you think Kobe would have said, "Don't play"? Yeah, Kobe would. You know played. what I mean? Kobe yeah. would. Yeah, 
I've seen that. I've seen that argument a lot. I, I see both. I see both cases, right? Like there I were guys. Totally, I totally get the people yeah. that say they should have. I, I mean, mean, there was there was guys that like visibly were not weren't there, and and rightfully so, right? Like like Isaiah Thomas for one, like literally didn't even come to the stadium, and he was a guy who had a very very close relationship to Kobe. You know, Kyrie took a mental health day. Chris Paul took a mental health day. Like uh uh, uh of. Uh, not Donovan Mitchell, DeMar DeRozan, like who was very close to Kobe, grew up in LA, like went to USC, the whole thing, right? Like was, was tied to the hip war Kobe's like played with him in the Drew league, all the things was so close to Kobe in so many ways. Like, I mean, there was a video that was surfacing of pop, just like consoling him on the sideline because like, you know, it's, it's, I, I can't even imagine uh, what some of these guys were going through. You know, it's like their hero, their hero, like Superman, Superman died. I I did see a very like tasteless but hilarious tweet. <laughs> Somebody was like it was a tw- there was like a, I clicked into like one of the tweets about like them not canceling the games and all this shit. And like there was some uh some banter going on and uh somebody was like somebody was like man like Tyson Chandler like was like sobbing you know, like is the, they went in the whole NBA mental health thing, and some guy responds, "Man, shut the fuck up." Tyson Chandler, bum ass, don't play anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. And it, it funny. was like, it was like, yeah, that's awful, but also like funny. That's and funny. There was that tweet. There was that tweet where like uh, the guy was like was playing pickup ball, and <laughs> this dude, uh, this dude <laughs> took a twenty four second violation in honor of Kobe. And I was like, mad respect. And I got the ball and green to three from half court. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Like, that shit, like, that, I mean, like, if you can't, like, laugh a little bit and, like, do some of that yes. shit out of tragedy, then, like, I don't, like, that's how I cope with humor. With totally. Everything. Absolutely. Yeah. I make jokes. Like, that's just my move. Right. Uh, I'm trying to get a job making jokes. So I think that's kind of. Yeah, I understand. Up, you ain't funny. I'm not, but uh, <laughs> they gonna pay my ass. Trust me. Oh man, Nikki, you make me That's laugh funny. more than more than anybody else on this podcast. Than <laughs> myself, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you make me laugh more than today. Son of a bitch, I'll punch you right in the face. Uh, uh Junum. Um, um, ooh, we said at the same time. Ooh, any other points that we have on Kobe? Anything else we want to say? I just said two things. One. When I was younger and his career was, you know, going on, the only time I would have cheered for Kobe is if he actually did end up going to the Bulls. Then yes, oh, so close, uh, to it. so, so close. close. I would have been. Remember, he uh, he did the he did the the like the conversation on NBA TV with Shaq, and he in that conversation was like, "Oh, we were looking at he, this motherfucker said." Oh yeah, we were looking at places in Highland Park and Lake Forest. Those are actual suburbs. That broke yeah. my fucking heart. He was yeah, saying he actual knew. places. He was already looking for houses. And I was just like, oh, be living in Highland Park. Come on, man. That's where Ebdy lived. lived. Should have lived yeah. in like Burr Ridge or some shit. Oh God, <laughs> moved to Rosemont, Kobe. <laughs> that would have been perfect for him. Uh, do people um, live in Rosemont? I'm convinced oh. that nobody lives in Rosemont. No, there's there's one apartment complex, and I've been there. <laughs> lived there. They all and live there. We went to a party in the middle of the party. Someone knocked on the door and was like, "Just to let you guys know, live it up, but you guys got to get out of here tomorrow." <laughs> I was like, Whoa. Um, no. Oh, um, uh, that was one thing, and also, if it wasn't for Kobe. I would hate LeBron. I wouldn't respect LeBron the way I do. If it wasn't for Kobe, I would probably hate Zion. I would not be sitting here going, I cannot wait to see what happens for him or for Luka because these are these players that are like 
above everything else very clearly. And when I was younger, everybody's like, Kobe's the best. I was like, no, fuck Kobe. Tell him about MJ. I don't care that he's the best. Screw that guy. He ain't shit. But as I got older, I realized, hey, I am literally witnessing greatness. These are things that only a few human beings can do. So I should stop being a fucking mopey asshole because we know that everyone who hated Kobe, everyone who hates LeBron, everyone who will hate Luca and Zion, if they are on your team, you wouldn't fucking hate them because they're amazing. So, you, like, I gotta fucking, I, I don't care anymore if they're not on my team. If they're amazing, I'm going to watch them. I have to watch the greatness. You can't hate Zion. He's adorable. Oh, he's adorable. Air <laughs> gumbo. Oh, man. Rest in peace, Kobe. Uh, Rest in peace, last thing, last thing uh, and you guys have probably already seen it, but if you want to just shed a lot of tears tonight, uh, watch Shaq. Uh, his the his oh. like seven minute clip from uh, inside the NBA, <clears throat> and then watch uh, Jerry West Jerry talk West. about it as well. I haven't seen that one yet. I haven't had the, the Jerry West one is because uh, Jerry he talks about how like you know when Kobe lost like you know Kobe's parents died and he was like yeah. kind of felt like his dad. Yeah, and it, it just it was it was really sad. Yeah, yeah. Again, rest in peace to Kobe. Rest in peace to everyone who passed away in in in, in the the accident. It's a tragic accident. Many many lives, many families impacted. Uh, actually, I worked with a girl. Um, whose Spanish teacher was the husband of the female coach who passed away. Um, uh, so you never know when wow. these things, yeah, it's crazy. Um, like you never know. Yeah. These things can happen. Like Nikki said, like these, these things can happen. Um, so, you know, for the listeners, uh, do that and, thing you want to do. That's yep. what I have to say. That's and also and don't, so, don't half ass it, like do it no, whole ass it and I'm tell people, tell people you love them. Yes, that too. I love you guys. I love you guys too. I love you guys too. I know it sounds like we're ending the podcast. We're not. Uh, we're just, not. No, we got just, a little bit more to just talk to about. Clear, but... Just to be clear, but we did want to wrap up things on, on Kobe. I think you probably, you guys have probably heard enough about the, the Kobe experience and on your NBA podcast. So uh, we're going to bring this back to an actual NBA conversation, uh, well, a, a more recent NBA conversation uh, because it happened tonight. Uh, the NBA All-Star Reserves were announced this evening, everyone. So I'm going to go ahead and read off the reserves um, so that everybody knows. I'm realizing now that this is not broken down uh, by East and West. So fuck it. We're just going to read it down the list. I can get it real quick if you want. Oh, can you? Yeah, because this is not a great list. This is just a collection of everybody in alphabetical order. (laughs) Don't worry about it. All right, y'all. Is that the the Mark Stein tweet you sent us? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've got this one right here. From the Western Conference, we have... There's no H in Western. The Western Conference. (laughs) Rudy Gobert, his first ever. Nikola Jokic, second. Brandon Ingram, first. Damian Lillard, fifth. Chris Paul, tenth. Russell Westbrook, ninth. And Donald <clears throat> Mitchell, first. Cool. Let's talk about the West before we move on to the East. Okay. Uh, I can see that Ted has a, very, a, a guttural reaction to this, uh, but I do want to know, is there anybody on there that you think shouldn't be there and who got snubbed? Brandon Ingram, get the fuck out of here. That's some <laughs> bullshit. Oh god. That's some bullshit. Okay. So give me an alternative. 
I don't have one, just not him. <laughs> uh, this is going to shock a lot of the listeners. I agree with Tad. Um, I actually think Devin Booker deserves a spot. Yeah, uh, yeah, his that, his I, team is better. I saw the Devin, because I was on the L on the way home. And uh, I, weirdly enough, I followed Jared Dudley on Twitter. and he, <laughs> I hear he's a good follow. I hear he's a good I follow. I follow a lot of NBA. Uh, he's kind of a chodge, but like, I think that's kind of what <laughs> Um, that's the whole point of him though fun fact jared dudley the leading scorer in boston college basketball history yeah can you name another player from boston college from i (laughs) renewable okay i dude if there's something you don't want to test me on it's where nba players went to college okay can you name another from boston college i think reggie jackson went there now that i think about it but reggie jackson did go there i was just i was just about to say i'm trying to think there's somebody recently that went there and it was reggie jackson Matt Ryan. Somebody, somebody else. Matt Ryan's a fucking quarterback. Dude. I got nothing else. Um, but yeah, I saw that he uh, that he tweeted. Um, sorry, I'm pulling this up on my own laptop. Um, but he, uh, I saw that he tweeted that Devin Booker didn't get in, and I was appalled. So yeah, dude, fucking get Brandon Ingram the fuck out of there and put fucking put him in there. I agree. I half, I half agree. Uh, I think it should be um, Devin Booker, but I think Chris Paul shouldn't have made it. Ooh, doing Chris Paul. Chris I disagree. Paul. He's I averaging. Disagree. I I know, but he's averaging seventeen and five. Like he's not like he is the best player on a playoff team. Uh, well, yeah, second best player on a playoff team. Very eh, best player on a playoff team. I, I take that back. Yeah, he's and then probably, well, he's I go back on what I said previously, and I go back on it again. Yeah, um, it's, I think it's one A. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you ask me, like, I mean, Devin Booker, amazing, right? Uh, Chris Paul, absolutely warranted. The only again, Brandon Ingram, I think, and. This Western Conference, I have I have some other opinions on the Eastern Conference, but the Western Conference is stacked, like yeah. stupid stacked. Um, and I have no problems. I want to be clear. I have no problems with Brandon Ingram being an all-star. I actually felt that he has earned, up to this point, the all-star nomination. I just think because of the limited number of spots, I think Devin Booker's team is better. They they earned it. I, I had... I had thought about giving it to Cat, but his team is so bad. I don't even want. I don't think. I don't. I don't think he deserves it. No, I, I genuinely I, don't feel that way. Um, and maybe Ja, maybe Ja, but that might be recency bias. Um, that was the only one where I'm like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. His team is actually in the playoff race. Um, all right, let's move on to the East. Nikki, do you have the East up ready to I go? I got you ready to go. It first, we got Bam Adebayo with his first ever. Jimmy Butler with his fifth. Kyle Lowry with his sixth, Chris Milton with his second, DeMontis Sabonis with his first, Ben Simmons with his second, and Jason Tatum with his first. I have to say this. Um, I wasn't on the podcast last week, so I didn't get to comment on this. I think Jimmy Butler got robbed. I think he should be a starter. Over I think he, over Trey Young, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Sure. I mean, that, I, that, that was like the thing that we kind of talked about. I don't know if you listened to the episode, but like, it, like was there anybody that like – like the thing is like yes jimmy butler makes sense but at the same time like also like i mean it's it's one you can make the case you can make the case either way yeah and i get it look it's a fan vote i understand i'm just i'm trey young his numbers are great he is the worst defensive point uh guard in the entire league and that team is abysmal no he's worse than he's so bad they're not even playing him yeah, that's exactly why. Um, anyways, so Eastern Conference, Nikki, who on this list of Eastern Conference reserves uh, do you think maybe not should have been on the team? I'm not sure what that was. Uh, and who should replace him? 
Can I do something real quick before you do that? Um, I want to fact check myself. I renewable went to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Can somebody Google that? Oh boy, I'll look that up while Nikki has his take. Hold on a second. Okay. Um, well, hey, Siri, where did I renewable go to college? <laughs> Oh, Miami, Ohio. For some reason, I thought Miami. Uh, Fuck. Well, I would have, well, I would have enough. loved it. I would have loved it if Siri was brought up with like, I don't know who that is. I was hoping she, I was hoping she'd say, Ira Glass is the host of NPR <laughs> podcast. Um, I'm grabbing my I, <laughs> looking at this grouping, it's hard to say. I think maybe. No, because Kyle Lowry's been playing very well. I think this has been a, this is a really good one because it's the same thing like we were talking about with the pick, starters last pick week. One. Pick one. Get rid of Kyle Lowry and put in um, – I was going to say Jalen Brown. I think he deserves it. Yeah. Him. Yeah, I agree. I Again, Kyle Lowry's had a, a decent season. I don't know – I don't know that Kyle Lowry has earned – and all-star spot over some of these other guys. I agree with you. I think J- I think there's a case to be made that Jalen Brown deserved to be an all-star more than Jason Tatum this season. Jason Tatum's had a very up-and-down season, yeah, and Jalen Brown's Tatum's doing it on both game. sides. Yeah, but Jason, they're both averaging 19. I was going to say the same thing. Um, I, I, I agree with that. Because every time Jason – if Jason Tatum farts while he's taking a shot, people's response is, he's only 20! Like, they're just like he's a kid he's a kid. he's a child and he's doing this and it's like right, calm down calm down that's good uh, he's a very good player but like i think it's because he has such a giant like backing of what he can be that they're like he deserves it but i think jalen brown jalen brown deserved it i i personally again i agree that kyle lowry i don't think deserves to be an all-star and i, I i'm gonna i want to say something please in this Kyle Lowry talk, I like Kyle Lowry. But I have <laughs> Who to doesn't? Say, and this pains me to say this. So enjoy this. Savor the flavor. Zach Levine should be an all-star over Kyle Lowry. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Here's the thing. Yep. Zach Levine is putting up great numbers. He's incredibly Zach Levine is the only reason that the Bulls have like any sort of outside shot at the playoffs. No, he's also the same exact reason why we're not going to make the playoffs. Can't play defense. He's like a Trey Young. He is, and he's, he is... He is somebody who was influenced by Kobe player. in a bad way. <laughs> like just, just bad. Yes. He cannot he cannot play defense. He is Ugh. horrific he, defender, honestly, is his, giving credit. And also that he, said his basketball IQ is awful. Like the 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 decisions that he makes on the court are just dreadful. Just dreadful. I, mean, great. I don't I, and I, this is coming from a Bulls fan. I don't think that he deserves to be an all-star. I don't care what the numbers say. He doesn't deserve to be an all-star. This team is terrible. He is bad on defense. He is an incredibly inefficient player. He is strictly a high-volume scorer. He does not deserve to be an all-star. Now, Malcolm Brogdon, on the other hand. stats are actually for defense. His D rating is 109 this season, which is his career low. But he actually has – his defensive win share is – That's depressing. Is two, which is pretty good. And uh, I mean, like it's not it's not great, but um, like that's an estimated number of wins contributed by a player because of his defense. And his defense box plus minus is negative point seven, which is a career high for him. Oh, I'm so sure. The, his plus minus rating is only negative 
7.7 when he's when he's on the floor. Um, and actually, his defensive rating is not a career low because defensive rating. Um, I'm sorry, I, I I looked at this incorrectly. His defensive rating is 109, which means that's on average like how many points he would give up yeah. per 100 possessions. It's actually his career best. Um, so while he's not a great defender, like he's really not as bad I think as we seem to think that he is. I think he's terrible. I think the eye test shows he's a terrible decision maker. I say all that to say I think Malcolm well, Brogdon. He's also playing point guard. You got him out of. He playing out of position. He, he's not playing point guard. Thomas Zadaransky's playing point guard. Yeah, Zadaransky. And then they ba- they've basically got oh him starting at. My God! So your excuse is that Thomas Zadaransky? That makes it worse. It <laughs> honestly makes it worse that he has to fucking play share a backcourt with Thomas Zadaransky, who stinks. Stinks. That's fair. I can't, I, I'm defending a Bulls player. I don't like that, is, that much. I, I know you don't. And this is I feel big, like this is a big day for you. I feel like as like when eventually Kobe White becomes the starting point guard, maybe. But though he also is not a great defender, so that's not a fun thing to have to watch. I I saw an, I I've seen way too many games where Kobe White hasn't had an assist in the first half or in the game. Yeah, he's a legitimately terrible passer. It's, it just yeah. it doesn't exist in a passer. Just a shooter. Um, anyways. I've said it now three times. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, I think, deserves to be an all-star this year. He, yes, I agree. he yes. has been you phenomenal. Me when we talked about this? No, 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 no. I did not disagree with you. I said that I felt that DeMontis Sabonis is the best player on that team and will 100% be an all-star, which I was correct. I still maintain that. He, only, he made it instead of Brogdon because he's a big man. I disagree. I think he's the best player on that team. I also agree. I think he's the best player in the team. Oh, hey, yeah, that's that's, you. That's what is this? What is this? I, I also think that, honestly, like – I, I can I can understand why Toronto, the number two team in the Eastern Conference, there's a feeling that they have to have more than one All-Star. I get it. I understand, right? Yeah. If you look at every other team, like Milwaukee has two. <laughs> Toronto has two now. Miami uh, has two. And so does uh, the Sixers. Two, right? So there's these teams that have two. You get it, right? These top-tier teams. Um, but in any case, I think the other guy that, like, was a long shot to begin with, but I kind of wanted to see it. Oh, man, Derrick Rose, man. I think he got shafted. I really do. He got shafted. His play as late hasn't been that great. He's not. He hasn't played that well. It's it's a, it's a it's a first half season award. It's not a last the last it, two months award. Fine, but they're also on a yeah. terrible downswing right oh, now. Well, I completely agree. That team yeah, is awful. Team's like I I hope to terrible. I hope to goodness that he gets traded. But um, those are my guys. Tad, anybody else? Well, you said Zach Levine, so that's your guy. Is there anybody else that we think got? I mean, no, 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 no. I'm not gonna just go to war for fucking Zach Levine. I just, I just said Zach Levine deserves <laughs> over Kyle Lowry. Uh, yeah. Is there Kyle anybody Lowry else that doesn't? Kyle Lowry is the least deserving All Star on on both on teams. On both, yeah, teams. on both yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, looking at both teams, yeah. I think well. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a massive. I, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, I, I think they I think they got it all right in the in the Western Conference. I would have liked to see <laughs> Devin Booker, maybe even Paul George in there. Um, I got yeah. I got a, like a, a very hard outlier. Okay, who? If you Chris, say Marco Fultz, I'm gonna Chris, Chris Middleton could have been a, an All Star over Kyle Lowry. He is an All Star. He is an All Star. Oh, he made the team. Yeah. <laughs> He made his second time ever. <laughs> Two years in a row. I don't, I don't know if that's an outlier at all. He's directly in the center. In the, Sorry, I, I literally... He's I'm literally, literally in the center of the picture. I, I have it pulled up on my laptop. Like, I'm looking at them right now. And I just... I, just compl- I don't know if I just... 
that's good. Here's the thing. Chris Middleton's a really good player, but he's like sort of one of those people that just like I don't think about Chris Middleton. No, he just disappears into the background. It's, and it's then you're like, like wait, he like, scored it's like 50. A guy like David West. David West had a great NBA career. David yeah. West is like a guy that like you don't think about. No. But he was a really good player. Like, yeah, yeah. And so I'm I'm sorry. Sorry, Chris Middleton. <laughs> I know you're a frequent listener of this podcast. Yes. Oh, I apologize yes. to you. And honestly, you know what? I'm not even gonna offer an apology because I was advocating him for to to be an all-star. <laughs> what about um? What about Bradley Beal? No votes for Bradley Beal. He's averaging twenty eight no, points a game. That, that team is so bad. He's amazing. No, the, I mean, he's doing he great, but literally, good. it's because it's only him shooting. It's, the rest yeah, of that that's team's exactly. not good at anything. What about uh, what about my man Andre Drummond, Mr. Harry Shoulders himself? No, no, no. I already said no to Derrick Rose. If Derrick Rose isn't getting in, then Andre Drummond's not getting in. <laughs> also, Derrick though, Rose you are. It more I, than I am. I, I am inclined to agree with you, Jay. That Mark Helfold probably should have made it. <laughs> okay. Last thing I want to talk about tonight. Um, there were some proposed changes to the rules of the NBA All Star Game that came out today. I, I'm I'm in. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. I, Interesting. I okay. Well, before we before we uh, before we give any more takes on that for the listeners, if you haven't read, basically. The way that the rules worked, I got them the reaction. Oh, I got them on. I got them here. Oh, perfect. Uh, so the reactions on Twitter were absolutely amazing because when I first read them, I'm like, wait, what? In the fourth quarter? And then this is just, and then 24? I don't understand. So <laughs> for the listeners who maybe try to understand it, didn't, or haven't heard yet, this year's NBA All Star game is going to be very unique. So for the first three quarters, uh, they're going to play the quarters out the full 12 minutes. Um, and whomever has the highest score in that quarter wins a hundred thousand dollars for their charity. Uh, and then that, then the score resets back to zero each quarter after that in the fourth quarter, they will tally up the point totals from all three quarters. And then the first team to finish, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) They're going to add to, I know the first team to finish at the point total, which is, Whatever the current high total is, plus 24, shout out to Kobe Bryant, is the winner of the game. There will be no time limit in the fourth quarter. Now, Tad, you've already reacted to this. I have to ask, why are you so in? I think it, like, actually adds, uh, like, an element of competitiveness to it. Sure. Like, winning the quarter, like, what's that? It creates four tournaments. (laughs) It's four different games. It's true. Interesting. I think it's a good fun idea. And like it maybe makes the all-star game a little bit competitive. Look, I'm not asking these guys to go out there and play like it's a fucking regular season game and they're like, you know, fighting for a playoff spot or even play like it's a playoff game or anything like that. Um, but goddamn, the all-star game is fucking boring. Yeah. It is yes. so fucking boring. Last year I had more fun it, watching the celebrity all-star game. <laughs> celebrity all-star the, game is better every year. Oh, That's it's so a blast. Fun. Remember remember when uh remember when uh Arnie Arnie Duncan, the <sighs> Secretary of Education, yeah, uh, just dominated everybody. That was incredible. That Chicago was amazing. boy. Chicago guy. People started referring to him as the Secretary of the Interior because he was like <laughs> all the points in the paint. Uh, shout out to Arnie Duncan. But uh, or when Quavo accidentally smacked the shit out of Rachel Davida, yo, destroyed her shot. Going off, dude. He had a good game. He had like nineteen or something. He had a triple double. Yeah, it's amazing. Same. The the NBA All Star Game is more is less entertaining than the Pro Bowl, and the Pro Bowl stinks. 
Wow. The Pro Bowl stinks. But the NBA All-Star game is so (laughs) fucking boring. I can't comment. Jacking like 30-footers and like just throwing crazy mob passes. And the The final score is 600 to 547. It, like it's it's just so bo- the dunks are dope, but like the du- like uh, dude, you know what's cool? I like, can watch that in highlights you know what, later. You know what's you know what's dope? Dunks. You know what's not that dope? Like guys jogging around the court while they're like throwing lobs to their buddies and like watching them do like crazy dunks. You know what's sick? John Morant dunking over three people in traffic. That's like, dope. Yes, I agree. You true. know what's sick? LeBron attacking the paint and putting Demata Sabonis on a goddamn poster. I agree. That's Very true. I agree. But when LeBron drives the lane and everybody stands out of his way and he does his signature cockback dunk, I don't give two fucks. Yeah, I That's agree. Boring as shit. This I think makes it competitive. Yeah. I not not like hardcore competitive, but more. No, I, I I I agree. I love this idea. Here's why: um, the fourth quarter is notoriously the worst one. Um, yeah. cause at that point they've pretty much given up and they're just kind of like fucking around unless it's a competitive game. Um, what I like about this is there's an end game here. First mm-hmm. to a point wins. So inherently we would assume the competitiveness level is going to go so much higher. Now I, I feel like the, the fact that this is, you know, a shout out to Kobe is going to give a little bit more because Kobe took these games so seriously. Yeah. Like Kobe wanted to win this game. And I think, God, I hate it, but I I think his passing may actually add a level of seriousness and competitiveness to the game that um, I think we've all been yearning for. And this whole fourth quarter where you have to just get to a number, I'm fucking stoked for that. Yeah, that's, that's what they a- do in. Uh, do you guys ever watch the basketball tournament? No. Okay, the basketball tournament is something that happens. They do every summer, and teams compete for like. I think the prize now is like two or three million dollars. Damn. And uh, it's like a lot of like guys that are like out of the league or fringe league guys. Guy like Iowa has a team that's like mostly like guys that played there and like G leaguers or guys that they have that play overseas and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's literally that. That's how they do. That's how they. They play over, t- or that's that's how they play. I think the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, but like, it's actually a really great rule. Like, it's not something they should ever implement in the in the NBA and um, like uh, what's it For called, games. like the regular season. But it, it like prevents like from people um, from like you know shooting a bunch of free throws at the end of the game, like all that shit. It's actually really cool. Um, I'm super stoked that they're they're doing this. Like for the All Star game, I, I think yeah. I just I'm a fan. Of, I think the changes are right. I think they're necessary. Yeah. They they got to do something because it's fucking stale. Yeah, it's yeah. like the. Uh, I was thinking more of the big three, but yeah, I, I completely understand what you mean. The big three does it too, I believe. Yeah, that, they do it for every game. Yeah, it's it's just like right, first to yeah. fifty yeah. or something like that. No, I love it. I love it. I also, but I I do highly recommend like you, uh, this summer watch the basketball tournament. It is uh, it's literally just TBT, TBT. Like that's and it's been around for for like ten years or so now, and uh, maybe longer. Um, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google. Let me let me tell you the basket. Ball. there it is the tournament i watch it every year it's honestly just so much fun like seeing guys that you're like oh fuck remember this dude yeah. uh, it started in <laughs> oh, yeah. so it's it's been around for six years yeah um, 14, okay. but like it, it is like it's it's yeah they they play for two million it's winner take all so huh. whoever wins gets the two million dollars in in prize money um damn is it three on three like 
No, it's five on five. Like okay. guys that have played recently, Hakeem Warwick, Jason Williams, Dante Jones, Mike Bibby, Royal Ivy, Matt Bonner, Brian Scalabrini, um, Nikki Teasley from the WNBA played one year. Uh, 2018, Greg Oden played. Um, like there, there are uh, like, um, let's see, I'm trying to see who, who else. Um, I don't, I'm like there, I'm, I'm not seeing like anything else here. Oh, yeah. So like, like Carmen's crew won last year, which was like Ohio's team that had like Aaron Kraft and like, oh, uh, Jared, uh, Jared Solinger and like those, you know, like, oh, nice. just like guys that like you just kind of like you're like, oh fuck, like remember this dude? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, so much fun to watch, and the, it's actually competitive, sure. so it's entertaining. That's nice. cool. Interesting. Um, Nikki, thoughts on the new rules? I'm 100% cool with it. It sounds yeah. awesome. Because, yeah. like, yeah, like you said, it's, it's going to be three. So it's three, you know, just 12-minute quarters playing like you normally would. And at the end, it's like, all right, well, since you didn't win the first three quarters, if you really want to really wanna try to push it, then catch up for this fourth quarter then. I think that's – I think it'll be fun. I yeah. – uh, I it, I don't know if it goes goes really well then I'd be cool if they just keep doing that for the All Star game because yeah. it's like they got to do something exhibition game who cares what they do yeah I mean they got to do something to make it a little bit more entertaining but also like yo there's charity involved man so whoever wins is gonna be able to donate to charity and that's awesome yeah um anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up guys mm. there's something yes I have one last thing that I'd like to address sure. Okay. Uh, I really enjoy doing this podcast with you guys. I appreciate you both. And this is a lot of fun um, and it's just very enjoyable. And Nikki, I'm glad that we have been able to keep you around since your move, you know, 2000 miles away to LA. Um, so yeah, just, you know, I don't even know what episode number this is, but shouts to you guys. It's, we've been doing this for, 17. but am I, am I, I, I'm almost coming up on like two years of doing this. It's been a lot of fun. I might be over two years. I honestly don't know all my time runs together now because I'm old as fuck, yeah. but um yeah, I just, I don't know, just want to say I appreciate you guys. This is so much fun. Um, yeah, and obviously uh, today's episode is a little more somber, but it is still nice to, to reflect. Yeah. Yeah. I cried. Well said. You did. And you never cry. I've been your brother for 30 I years. Don't cry. I don't cry very often. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. You may want to find a relative or a friend nearby and lay low for a while. <laughs> oh, boy. Nikki, anything else you want to add to the uh, to the conversation today? Um. No, I mean, hey, look at everything that it, Kobe pushed, like all of the great performances we had after that. Uh, what was it? I think it was like 45 and 12 or something like that. Oh, Trey yo, that, that Trey Young, Devin Booker, like stat line. They scored 81 together. together they, yeah, but they both shot 24, 24 shots. Come on. That's just yeah, um, super fucking poetic and, and crazy. Yeah, uh, I thought like, you were about to Aaron, criticize them for scoring four. I, no, I really no, 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 but I thought you were about to criticize them for scoring 40 plus points on 24 shots. I'm like, that's hella efficient, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 they both, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and then like, what was it? Chris Middleton had 50, uh, Eric Gordon had 50, Dame Lillard, I think, had 60 or something like that. Triple double, bro, yeah, yeah, his first ever triple double. Yeah, Damon, did he have 61 before Kobe passed? Uh, no, that was the other day. It was just the other day. That was, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, dude, shouts to uh, Eric Gordon for dropping a 50-piece, man. Crazy. Out of nowhere. On a night where Westbrook and Harden did not play. Yeah, yeah and they still <laughs> won that game. It was wild. Yeah, uh, it was just, you know, crazy. I, I'm LeBron James, congr- I, you're, we're not going to talk about it much, but congratulations on being third all-time. 
Oh my God. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the saddest thing too. That that, like Kobe tweet. It was like, that's the last thing he tweeted. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking A, man. Um, Yeah. It's been said a lot. Uh, We love you guys. Uh, We love the listeners. If you've listened to any episode ever, thank you. We love you. If you listen to multiple, uh, shout out to Suriname. Uh, We love you guys. (laughs) Um, Shouts. Just, uh, just, yeah, again, man. I mean, everybody said it up to this point, so it's, uh, it's, it's probably overdone at this point. But just, you know, don't take anything for granted. Tell the people around you that you love them. And I think Jay Williams put it best, man. You got any minor gripes or anything like that, arguments that you're having with a, a, a relative or a friend that are petty as fuck, get over that shit, man. Life's too short. Anyways, for Tad, for Nikki, for – oh, let's plug. <laughs> hey, I'm back on Twitter. Hey, Tad's back on hey. Twitter. Tad's I was back on Twitter, Twitter for roughly a week. And yeah. honestly, I'm going to be full disclosure. I would like randomly download it throughout the day and like go on it. And like, <laughs> <laughs> that is, oh my God. He's an addict. Yeah, so I think that's what we call addiction, dude. That's, that is, that's what you call a relapse. You relapsed hard. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 it's just a microdose. It's just a microdose. It wasn't, it wasn't really a relapse. It was like, let me just get a little sick. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, just, 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 just a little baby one. Just a little baby just, one. Just, just something to get. Daddy Daddy needs a taste. Daddy needs his hate-filled tweets, his angry tweets, his funny, dumb <laughs> meme tweets. I need it. I just just one, just a hit. Just I, one I gotta hit. have it. I got to have it. I got to have it. got to have it. got to have it. Uh, <laughs> Nikki, plug. Uh, you can follow me at Nikki Palooza. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think Ted's been broken. I was thinking about being like in the bathroom at work and you come in and like you hear like something going on in the stall and you open it and it's me like downloading Twitter. Like, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, you can follow me at J underscore Kilas on Twitter and Instagram. They forgot last week, but I'll never forget. You can follow me at it's J Kilas on TikTok. You son of bitches. I didn't forget. Follow I me, did dude. Purpose. They forgot. <laughs> I will never forget you on TikTok. <laughs> I hey. said you all ever noticed that your most, your least funny and talented friends that are creating TikTok. Not true at all. Everyone knows that. If you're a listener, you know that's not true. Uh, you Honestly, can follow, follow NBA Jay, Pod. Follow Jay on TikTok because I told Please. Jay. If, if he got 10,000 followers within the next year and I'm, I'm going to go, I'm not going year to year. I'm not going just to January. I'm going year to date calendar year from now. I'll eat a fucking t-shirt and I'll do it on this goddamn podcast. <laughs> please guys, please help I me. Once, I, I'm, and the reason I'm betting this with you, Jay is honestly to help you out. <laughs> I once, when I worked at Groupon, I had these, my two friends, Andrew Davis and Matt Milo shouts to them. They don't listen to the podcast, but in case they ever do shouts to them. Uh, it was the, the Blackhawks were in the playoffs and uh, we were talking about Michael Hanzus, who was like 36 years old at the time is like the fourth wing, fourth line center. And we were talking about him and I was like, if Michael Hanzus scores a, a game winner tonight, I'll eat my fucking shirt. <laughs> That's who fucking scored the game winner in double OT. <laughs> oh, me God. betting that I'll eat my shirt is a good omen for you. Ah, look oh, at that. I love so it. Also, last thing, I said I'm back on Twitter, didn't plug myself. The handle hasn't changed, y'all. That's <laughs> at Tad Hall underscore. <laughs> oh, boy. And you can follow NBA. 
on M- <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at It's MBA Pod. Or pardon me, MBA Pod, not It's MBA Pod. Uh, at MBA Pod, uh, you can email us at theyaynetwork at gmail.com. Give us your suggestions. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Uh, you can check out the YouTube channel. I have not updated it. I am very behind. Life has been busy lately. I, I have- they got it. I, I unplugged my, my microphone, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just talking through my microphone. But uh, I have two listeners who text me every week asking when we're going to have YouTube right up. Because they're like, you guys talk about stuff that's on the screen and I can't see it. No, I know, I know, I know. So um, shout out to you. Shout out to Nancy. Thank you. I want to give, give Nancy a shout out to <laughs> thank She you. listens every week. She thought Air Gumbo was hilarious, so shouts to me. <laughs> that title but, i don't uh, know that that was yours but i'll give it to you for these in this context I, I, it was mine it was mine podcast I, I know but it was all over reddit so who knows who really came up with it i did not see it on reddit I it was definitely because i thought he was from louisiana and he was fat <laughs> it's good now You're i'm incredible. upset god You're... damn it i thought that was creative but it turns out i'm not creative I'm it, it, <laughs> it's, it's possible that in one of his twitter rages what are, one of his relapses, he has stumbled upon it and he forgot that he <laughs> saw it on Twitter. <laughs> he was like, I, I got I, a I, idea. I, I got a great nickname. I did, so much, I, I did so much Twitter that I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> he woke up. He wakes up. He goes, I got a great fucking nickname for Twitter. It just came to me. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, for Tad, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been NBA. <laughs> We're out. Stay off Twitter, kids. <laughs>